Welcome to Business Talk Sister Gok. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's episode title is How to Make a Recording Studio. And with us today, we have Max Haben. And he actually also has a podcast. It's called The Innovative Builder. And he's going to tell us a little bit about that today as well. But thanks so much for being with us today. Great to be here, Rebecca and Ruthie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So our first question for you is, what do you do? Well, that is uh, somewhat of a complicated question, Um, but not too complicated. I really, really what I do is I'm a a content marketer, content producer. Um, I work for a company called JNRS. We are a start to finish construction company. And um, I've been working with them for about a year and a half. And in the process of working with JNRS, I have also um, had the opportunity to open up a production studio. So I'm also... um, starting up a business and uh, running a a production studio that's sort of tied to JNRS and what I'm doing with them. Um, It's all kind of integrated, but got a couple different things going on, which is really exciting. Awesome. Okay. So when I had talked with you, when I first met you, you kind of told me a little bit about the why of like meeting a specific need for your industry. So tell us a little bit more about the story behind your why. Yeah. So um, in regards to Framework Studio, which we're we're in the process of opening up, you know, a lot of the work I did with JNRS over the last year was based around content production. Uh, I have a, f- a video background. I'm a, f- a filmmaker by trade. And so um, I've sort of stumbled into the marketing world and don't have a lot of uh, background actually, or kind of traditional marketing training or experience. Um, but I've really just brought my my video content production and my storytelling um, kind of background into this marketing role. And what I found with that is that there's a, there's a big need for content production for um, a lot of companies out there. And, uh, and I've been working for a construction company and in particular in the trades, um, you know, a lot of these kind of old school uh, trades companies aren't doing a lot of marketing, um, but there's really great opportunity for them to um, do content and to do, you know, video content, uh, social media, podcasting. And so we've started to do that with JNRS and then we saw a need uh, for other companies to do that as well. And so we're going to be working with some other companies to help them with their content production. Um, but then we also created this studio space as uh, really a, a just a collaborative place for anybody who is looking to create content. And so we hope that for kind of the local market here in Duluth, um, it can be a place for people to come together and connect and create content. Yeah. So Ruthie was telling me a little bit about your studio because she got to look at it but it's beautiful tell me so modern and gorgeous yeah tell me a little (laughs) bit about um what went into the design of it and when you said this is what I want to do I want to create a place for people to come and make content what was the planning Mm -hmm. like for that that's a great question you know I'm very much a visionary person and I've discovered that about myself is um you know I I am a big vision person I get gut feelings I get intuition um, but a lot of times I do not see the specifics of what that path is going to entail. And this was, you know, like that in every single way, you know, we, we, um, we bought this new building, uh, for our design showroom, uh, of, of all things. And, and we had this extra tenant space and, um, I walked through it. It used to be the old eco lab building. So it was like a laboratory and it had tall ceilings and it was very just square and modular. And I was like, you know, this this would make a really cool recording studio and like production studio for our content. And uh, I kind of just threw that idea out there and our ownership went for it. And, you know, they're very innovative, very open-minded sort of progressive leadership team. 
and they're all about it. And so we just kind of started, you know, we're a construction company. So we had the resources to build it, um, which was really nice and efficient. Um, and then there was also this other sort of, uh, just open space that we turned into sort of an open kind of co-working space, kind of like a flex space. And, um, so that's also a part of the studio is there's, you know, kind of like an open office with a coffee bar and a pull-up glass garage door in a, a private conference room. So it's, it's very hip. It's, uh, yeah, we, you know, we put our kind of, you know, modern style, uh, touch on it. And it, it really has turned out even better than I could have imagined. Um, and so, yeah, for me, that's kind of my approach is I'm a visionary. I get sort of the feeling of what something could be or the direction of it, it could go. And then I, and you know, I really, I have to be working with people who can execute and who are tactical and, um, you know, can, can help bring that vision to life. Um, otherwise I'm pretty good for nothing. So, <laughs> yeah, we know that storyline very well. Becca is, yeah. <laughs> Becca is very visionary and is always thinking forward and like, Oh, she texts me at two in the morning. Like I had this idea <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, we always joke about how, uh, Becca is the, the trailblazer and I'm the brush cleaner. I like to yeah. come behind and just kind of great analogy. Make it look That's pretty. Great analogy. I love that. Yeah, she makes yeah. it a little bit more smooth for everybody. But everybody you else. need both. You need both. <laughs> yeah, we're a good team that way. Um, so tell us a little bit about the kind of the structure of how you have things set up for your um, space usage. Yeah, like specifically with like how can people come and rent space and what does the pricing structure look like and things like that. Yeah, so right out of the gate, um, you can pay one seventy five a month uh, to become a member of Framework Studio and. What that gets you is access to our open space, um, which is roughly, I don't know, a thousand, fifteen hundred square feet of just open sort of co-working space. There's tables, coffee tables, couches, lounge chairs, um, and then a coffee bar with uh, free coffee. It's that we actually have a really nice um, coffee machine that uh, we and, and we uh, provide locally roasted coffee from a, a roaster in Two Harbors. And uh, so it feels kind of like an open coffee shop. Um, and it's just a great vibe. And then along with that, we have options to, like I said, we have a private conference room. So you can kind of just all a cart if you, if you need to hop into the private conference room to have a team meeting, to meet with a client, you just want some privacy. Um, you can rent that out by the hour uh, for, I believe if you remember, it's 20 bucks an hour. Um, and, uh, and then we also have an exercise room in the middle of the building that it's, uh, that's open to the entire building. There's, there's three tenants total, but, um, framework members also get access to that, that, uh, communal kind of workout area. And you can, again, add on to your membership, uh, for access to that. And then of course the co-working, the, the co-shared studio space, um, which is about a 400 square foot, um, production studio sound dampened and, um, all the production equipment is available for use as well. That's in the studio. We have lights and stands and um, cameras and, and audio equipment as well. So that's, that's about, that's kind of all the amenities. Uh, there's free parking, free Wi-Fi, obviously. And I mentioned the free parking because that seems to be what gets most people is they're, they're really excited about the free parking. A lot of people are downtown mm-hmm. working and, and that can be a pain. So um, we have, we have that as well. Yeah. So I know you had a highlighted all those value pieces and but crack that open for me in terms of how did you do your market research to say this is a good price point and Mm -hmm. um are there any people like in your area that would be you're comparing yourself against or what 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 how did you go about getting to those numbers of value yeah um yeah we did we did a little bit of market research on our own um to see what you know there really aren't a lot of spaces like this um 
Uh, there are some kind of co-shared co-working. <laughs> yeah, there are some around and there, there's some of that happening. But, um, you know, so we kind of looked at those prices, but then we also feel like we're offering uh, a bit of a premium product. So, which, um, you know, 175 a month, we actually uh, open that up as sort of a promotional pricing um, to try to get people in the door right away. Um, we do feel like we're going to raise that price uh, over time. Um, because we do feel like we're offering um, just a, a better product than what's out there. Um, but we did also work with some students um, at UMD. We actually worked through kind of like a, a student program. Um, we got approached by a professor there, a marketing professor, and he has a, um, one of his classes do student projects every year uh, for a couple of local businesses. And so we actually had a few teams of students working on our behalf to do some market research for us. And they kind of came up with a lot of numbers and threw some things out there. Um, for us to consider, uh, which was really helpful. And yeah. um, so, you know, it, to be honest, it's, it's a little bit of an unknown territory too, for us. I'm not going to act like we, you know, this is like a exact science. We, you know, we really made some of the, you know, the 175 a month, we really feel like that's like a, an amazing sort of um, affordable option for people uh, who are, you know, maybe they have an office space or they're working remotely now after COVID, a lot more people are working from home and, you know, more than even just like a nine to five workspace, they just need a flex space that they can go and, you know, hop into one or two days a week. Um, you know, just a change of scenery. Um, we've actually had some small companies come and just use our conference room just to get out of their current space, just to kind of get away um, and just kind of a different environment. And so, you know, I think even more than a co-working space, which is what we, what we originally planned it to be, I think that word flex space is actually a better description of what it is. Um, because we really see it being more of a supplement probably for most people than like a nine to five come in lockdown mm -hmm. and, and work here all day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I know, um, when I talked with one of the owners, when I was, um, at your guys's location, he had kind of mentioned some of the production side. Talk to me a little bit about that. Is that something that you guys are getting into, like doing the actual production for people and giving them a finished product, or are you just providing the space for people to come in and do their own work? It's, it's kind of like everything's on the table at this point. We, um, you know, we want this to be a place that anybody can use, you know, and um, kind of wherever you're at with what your needs are, we want to be able to um, help with that. And so if you just need a space to come and record your content, um, do your photo shoot, record your podcast, whatever it might be, it's available for that. And then we're also opening up this opportunity to um, partner with other businesses who actually want help with pre-production, production and post-production on their content. So, um, you know, we really feel like this podcasting world is, um, is, is blowing up. A lot of people are seeing the opportunity there. Um, you guys would be the first to, to acknowledge that. Like, it's just a great mm -hmm. opportunity for, I think, any business um, mm -hmm. to start to do a, a kind of a different type of marketing um, and start to create relationships with clients that uh, in a way that's um, really unique and really impactful. And so um, we want to be able to help other companies to take advantage of that opportunity as well. So we are, we're kind of doing all of the above right now. We have, we have a couple clients on board that we're starting podcasts for. We've been having some kind of one-off um, non-members coming in to use the space. And we've got four or five, um, you know, you know, memberships signed up um, for, for the monthly leases. So it's, we're just kind of rolling with it. And then we'll, you know, we'll see if that narrows as far as our focus, but right now we're just trying to kind of see what the need is and, and go with it. Yeah. So when, when you guys first started out, how did you decide? Um, Cause I know there's such a price range in terms of technology for podcasting and mm -hmm. sound dampening and all of that. Um, 
what was kind of the things that you said, these we could maybe go lighter on, but this is what is most valuable to invest in um, to make sure these things are, are done well? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think the sound proofing was one big area we felt like uh, would be important. Um, that was actually some feedback we got early on, even before we started building, was I talked to a couple um, uh, local businesses and just entrepreneurs that I know around town who were who are doing, you know, kind of podcasts and audio stuff and recording. Um, and they mentioned that if they could have a place where they can go and it's just soundproof and they know they're going to be able to get good audio, um, that that was really important. Um, so that was definitely something we prioritized. And, um, and then, you know, the studio, we wanted it to be, uh, you know, somewhat of a blank slate. And so we wanted it to be something that people could come into and, um, you know, create, you know, if they want to use what's here already and the aesthetic that's here, that's great. But also we wanted it to be something that people could, um, you know, create their own environment, um, you know, put up decorations or their, their brand colors or whatever, mm. um, in order to kind of just have a blank canvas to work with. Um, I went with the black walls being a filmmaker. Um, you know, my background is in cinematography and I really like the way that the black walls sort of soak in some of the light, um, you know, but there's always the option to, you know, bring in, uh, you know, white backdrops if you want to. Um, I just personally really like the, the all black, um, sort of feel. So, yeah, that's so cool. Um, and it does look so professional. And, and like you said, like that blank slate, like you could just do anything with it. And I think that that's really fun that you guys went with that. Yeah. Um, so how do you guys just kind of looking forward in that visionary mindset, how do you kind of budget for technology upgrades or like things that you want to do moving forward? Yeah. Um, I try to get as much help as possible because, <laughs> uh, you know, I think going back to that visionary, uh, uh, personality type, you know, I, um, I'm always sort of putting one foot forward before I think about, you know, the, some of the practical details like that. And, um, or what so, the foot is landing on. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, are we going to have somewhere to walk, you know? Um, so luckily, you know, we've been able to carry over a lot of our resources from JNRS. Um, last year we invested, you know, I, I came on as the marketing director and there really wasn't a marketing department before that. And so I had a budget to work with uh, and bought some equipment with my background in film and photography. I knew exactly what we needed and I, and I've gotten really good at being efficient with, you know, how we can get the best quality of production equipment um, at the best price. And so um, I like to really, you know, personally, I think, um, you know, it's, it's all relative as far as how much money you spend, but I think, you know, you work with the tools that you have, and if you're, if you're a creative per person, if you're an artist, if, if you're someone who, um, you know, has a vision, then, you know, you're going to make something good, whether you're using your phone or you're using a $30,000 camera. And that's something I've experienced over my career many times. A lot of the best mm -hmm. things I've ever created and the most impactful content has just been using the, the tools that I have around me and oftentimes mm -hmm. embracing the limitations, um, mm -hmm. that I'm kind of forced to use and, and create within. So, um, we do have, you know, we've got a good set of equipment to get started with, but I think anybody can come in here and uh, get up and running and create something awesome uh, right off the bat. So we try, we try to just, you know, use the resources we have and be smart and, um, you know, just, uh, but at the same time, you know, being as, as efficient as possible too. Mm -hmm. 
So we always ask our guests, um, what free tips or resources would you recommend to someone who wanted to try out something like this? So is there any specific like YouTube videos or books or anything that you used in your process to start up this recording studio? Hmm, You know, I, I don't have anything as far as starting a studio and uh, particularly um, as far as books or free resources, I, YouTube is my best friend. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't point you to one specific video, but I mean, you Google or YouTube, how to create a studio, how to set up a, you know, photography studio, whatever it might be. I mean, there's so many good tutorials out there. Um, I will say one great, you know, what, one good resource does come to mind. They're called think media. Um, and they're all about, you know, they do all sorts of type of uh, content, but they, they do a lot of gear reviews. They do a lot of like setups and kind of how to create content and whatnot. I would definitely check them out. Um, they, they do really helpful, valuable content. So, awesome. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so how do people find you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, personally I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I've been really going all in on LinkedIn lately. Um, I don't personally have as much presence on other platforms, um, anymore, but, uh, business-wise, you know, framework studio, um, framework studio dot sorry framework duluth.com is our uh url for our website we just got that up and running and then um on so we're really catching uh, you at the beginning of this like this yes, is very yeah. new it's like, so i'm fun. still like remembering my url you know um and then uh the same thing for instagram is at framework duluth so uh we're we're starting out on instagram that's where we're, where we're um the most present i would say awesome Awesome. Yeah. And I feel like we had so many more questions, but I am yeah, really excited great. to get to um, the sister gawk portion because <laughs> Max has a story he wants to share with us. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want to share, but we're, we're asking, asking him yeah. to share. <laughs> yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to tell us about how you kind of started out with recording and mm-hmm. we're excited to hear about it. Yeah. So my first um, sort of experience with media and and recording was hip hop music. And so many people who meet me don't first assume, you know, uh, rapper or hip hop artist. But when I was in college, I I really got into hip hop music and, um, started recording my own music just on my computer with like a microphone. And, um, and then pretty soon I was on stage, like, you know, uh, performing and, and then even recorded my own album. Um, so that was, you know, album. yeah, I recorded my own album. If you, really are no no not at all in fact i i i would probably burn it if i saw it um but (laughs) no i'm joking but if you really search hard you might be able to find some old challenge accepted (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh yeah so um one one story from that era was you know i really got into like the whole battle rapping you know and of course i watched eight mile and and thought i was you know a little eminem and uh so i i you know, kind of in my naivety, um, entered into a rap battle down in Minneapolis. And, you know, I, I just thought I was gonna, you know, go in there and just destroy everyone. Um, <laughs> and it was the complete opposite. Like I got completely embarrassed. I actually, I did make it through like the tryout run, um, where you go up and you have to kind of like just rap for 30 seconds, just, you know, and, and it was something I kind of prepared for ahead of time, mm-hmm. but like, I was not ready for like the, just 
off the top of your head sort of <laughs> insult rap battles that went on. Like it was, just, it was just like really roasting embarrassing. people put to music. <laughs> yes, to exactly. And, yeah. and the funny thing is like this, uh, you know, uh, probably the least intimidating guy there. He was like this little scraggly kid from like New York and he had curly hair. And like, I was just like, okay, yeah, I got matched up with him. I was like, all right, if anybody like this guy is like the one I want to go against, but he was just, he was so good. Like it was, he just embarrassed me. Like he made fun of my t-shirt and I think he, you know, called me like Donnie Darko or something. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was an embarrassment, but you know, you learn from it and you move on and you know, it's now something I can look back and laugh at. So it's almost like a badge of honor. No, now of like that guy, maybe he's famous and I was publicly right. roasted by him. <laughs> probably. Yeah, he's probably out there somewhere making millions. And, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Max, for joining us. Um, we uh, have just loved getting to chat with you and learn more about what you guys are doing. And um, if you guys want to check him out again, the, the innovative builder podcast or, um, like he was mentioning, you said framework, framework Duluth. Yeah. Framework Duluth.com or at framework Duluth on Instagram. Yep. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Um, and if you guys like this episode, then go ahead and give us a review on Apple podcast. We'll see you next week.